0: <laughs> okay, this is enough <laughs> like pollution in the basket no that's why no
1: <laughs> oh man anyway, right, this, let's get to we need time. to go live before we lose all the goofs <laughs> Super Nintendo Sega Genesis when I was dead bro. man I couldn't picture this welcome everybody to the screen looker podcast show i am your host martin ben and with me today we have a full show with four guests starting with the man and the star wars legend daniel george how are you
0: star wars nothing but star wars
1: is is that someone's voiceover of what the music is supposed to be saying that's what Bill Murray said forty years ago on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't watch old Saturday Night Live. Honestly,
0: you're not born and around and cognizant and aware from
1: 1977. No. no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> also on the show, as you heard, we have Deputy Editor Rebecca Valentine. How are you doing today, ma'am? Martin mm-hmm
2: you you didn't tell me we had to sing
1: i i it didn't wasn't prep serious.
2: anything
1: if you want to just do porg noises he did that earlier I too. i don't
2: like the pork
0: you say earlier as if you're going to insert the porg noise before the <laughs> intro
2: <laughs>
1: it may happen you're before all- it may happen afterward but either way the people will know what happened please <laughs> he's just gonna it. cancel the please, show and just re- please
0: make it the spoiler warning sound <laughs> he's,
2: he's gonna cancel the show and replace it with an hour and a half of you making pork noises. no
0: i can't do that that's too many <laughs> that's too <laughs> long
1: oh my god it one was, hour tops <laughs> if, if i was good enough at editing music i would definitely turn that into you singing star wars in your pork noise but unfortunately oh. I'm not good enough at that. Oh man! Other people that are also on the show is oh, as you hear his dulcet tones there, it's Matt Mm -hmm. Becker. How you doing, my man? What up, Sam? (laughs) Yo, bringing his own intro music. Oh man! How we do it? (laughs) Last but not least, we also have. Mr. Rutkowski on the show. How you doing, sir? Hi Martin. I am good. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'm glad you are well. Basic.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man. So I wanna I wanna get started today with the uh the usuals of things we've been playing. And normally I go last in this, but I figure switch it up. I'll go first this time. Uh, mostly because I have only been playing a little bit of things, uh, and that is I checked out Injustice 2 during this free trial, and uh, that game's pretty fun, guys. I'm not a fighting game person. I'm pretty terrible at the game altogether. Um, I definitely am playing on easy to get through this story mode, but it is, it looks great. It handles great it has like good mechanics uh yeah it's it's just fun plus it's really fun to play as uh as supergirl and she just walks and like hits people with laser or heat vision it's fun uh but anyway that's like a game from may so there's nothing current about it to talk about anyway but uh, well
0: too bad michael's not here
1: yeah I know we could we could go back and forth a little bit more on that, though he's definitely better at these kind of games than
2: I am. <laughs> I still think it's interesting to hear that though because so I'm not I feel like with most genres of games, there's at least some expectation that the game be accessible for people who just kind of want to breeze through it, like as well as having a little bit more of a challenging element, depending on what it is. But fighting games are usually approached from the perspective of you know what you're doing. And so it's always interesting to hear about fighting games from the perspective of someone who may kind of know what they're doing, but, you know, just, just wants to play the game and just wants to be Supergirl and hit things with Heat Vision. Yeah. Like, I'm in that camp, but I don't usually touch fighting games because they, they just kind of scare me. But, you know, like, I had a Pokken tournament a while ago, and sometimes you just want to be Lucha Pika.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, the other part is is that Injustice is, like, has its own storyline and everything. So like the beginning of the story is all about like you seeing what happened to the end of Krypton not from like Superman's family's perspective but from uh Supergirl's family's perspective and her before she left so it's all like got its own different thing going on and they follow all of that to like modern present day and it's the wow. other storylines and everything but it's cool That's i liked awesome. it uh Mogo
0: so- the living planet when <laughs>
1: They have a lot of characters in the game too. Like way, like I thought it seemed like there were less characters, but the baseline that they start you with seems like about the same amount as the entire like roster of the last game. So, yeah, it's uh pretty fun. Did you play as Hellboy? Uh I think that was DLC or no. I I literally didn't look at all the characters. I looked at like
0: I think it is DLC.
1: Okay. Because I don't think they had it in the free trial. I think you had to buy them. Because there were a couple of different ones you had to buy. Aww. uh, But yeah. Anyway, uh, Daniel George, you are playing one PUBG on uh, one Xbox One system. So how is that going for you? I've
0: played it. I don't need to go back until it's good because it's shit. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) It's okay. So...
4: It's
3: okay. from
0: it's been a bumpy road for the the road to 1.0 in PUBG but um it's been paved with good intentions uh a lot of things have happened in the last week last few weeks uh they added they did three different waves of test servers to get ready for the 1.0 launch the first wave they added vaulting and uh they kind of squashed all the related bugs that come from Suddenly, adding everything climbable and vaultable, so you can imagine how much bug testing that needed on test server. Then, in the second wave, they added some more um, UI changes and uh, some new weapons and that kind of stuff. And um, the third wave, they added a desert, and the desert comes with the desert test patch comes with optimization. It's like 140 frames per second 100 frames per second on a higher end mid-range you could get 60 frames per second easy like it runs smoothly once you play on xbox one it's like you're back at march
2: (laughs) so this is to augment your point i watched your footage and so i've been playing PUBG with like a really terrible graphics card on pc for several months um when it was still before it hit its big update and everything and the footage that you posted from xbox i was like wow what's different it looks just like the version of the game i was playing on pc with the terrible (laughs) graphics card like all those all those melted (laughs) buildings and stuff that's exactly (laughs) what my game looked like
0: yeah but the thing is it even if you had melted buildings you had more than 10 frames per second
2: and that's not to knock the p c version that was just the, that was just my computer
0: but uh anyways, yeah, now it goes frame rate goes down all the way down to four frames per second four frames. on xbox one when we got four yes. frames to save the world oh. anyways uh
2: he's musical today
0: I, I I get musical when i'm hungry, but anyways what? uh.
1: Go
2: get- Snack.
1: This is the Oliver effect, isn't it? Go get a you, snack. You, you go yeah. into the kitchen. No, and you say, no, I need to talk about food. No, I, I need
4: some.
0: have some more. No, I'm hungry for chicken dinner. Okay, now uh, let me explain. Um, not only is everything like uh, poorly optimized. Okay, so one thing about the new Xbox One version is that it has the UI changes. And the vaulting of the first two waves. And the guns, I think. It doesn't have the desert map. But it has those two things. And it looks... It's pretty much a a modern condo of a video game right now. Looks very good on the outside shitty interior.
1: Alright.
0: But not only that. It's like... Playing with a controller is like learning how to speak english again like from scratch
1: so
3: <laughs> it's
0: you saying like, that
1: you've suffered a stroke like you're, you're trying like, to learn how to, how to speak like English. like i
0: press i'm holding x to reload and tapping it to switch weapons
3: oh my god um oh.
0: you're holding in the left uh analog to run you're holding uh, B to prone, but it's not quick. When you open up the inventory, which is uh, the whatever the select is on the Xbox One, the, the non-options, the <laughs> the one that's a screenshot on the PS4,
1: right?
0: Um, you have three different tabs of menu to go through. So the left is the area of vicinity you pick up. So you have to press X, press RB to go into your inventory.
5: RB's is good.
0: Um, yes. <laughs> Hail RB's. Uh, Nihilist Arby's coming through. Uh, but uh, you go to RB to get to your inventory slot. And then if you get an attachment for a weapon, you have to pick the item, pick the weapon, and then confirm with an X and hold X. And then to pick up ammo and to drop ammo, you have to hold Y and then pick how much uh, on the D-pad, how much you want to drop, and then you confirm. Everything is five extra steps, and I hate my existence for playing this game.
2: (laughs) Do you feel that these problems are things that could be fixed by a more efficient UI, or do you think they're just inherent? Uh, It's not like that on the console. It's
0: not the UI, it's the controller scheme. Like, there's no... Like, I need macros.
2: But almost. do you think that's something that's, like, actually fixable? Or do you think it's just, like, I the think, nature of the beast?
0: I think, again, if they somehow macro a bunch of actions into one button and you can customize it, it's possible. But, like, it's inventory management... Like, you've seen... You've played it kind of before Reb,
2: i've played PUBG. no but i'm
0: saying like you've you've played melted buildings
2: i well yeah but i've I've played you've you've played
0: melted battlegrounds
2: i have a new i have a new graphics card and i've played a little bit on the new graphics card so yes i played the game
0: okay um you know how like you have to pick up and drag items with the mouse click to your inventory imagine doing that without a mouse and you have to put a bunch of buttons
2: So are there just, like, not enough buttons on the controller to accommodate? I guess, like, it just seems weird to make a console version of something if there's not any form of intelligent scheme for putting buttons on things. Like, what I would do
0: is, like, instead of, um, if you open up the menu, if you use right analog stick, it turns into, like, a cursor and you can drag over. But I don't know how hard that is to do as a development aspect. Because you'd have to drag with R3 and move the analog stick. I'm not even sure if you can do that.
3: Uh-huh. But,
0: like, it's so unintuitive. Like, I can imagine you can train yourself to do all the things quickly. But not only that, it's... Once you actually get into gameplay, another fucking crazy thing <laughs> is that there's... The aim acceleration is just fucking bonkers. You just take a shot and... Because you can't really drag it down. There's no aim assist on a can first off, there's no aim assist. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, that's bad. Um, but the aim acceleration just pushes your controller up and doesn't naturally go back down like if you were firing like bursts with a um on the on the PC version. Like you it pretty much pushes your aim up. You can change the sensitivity of how the controller works and try to like manipulate with and like dragging the analog stick down but it's still so awkward like you get into like early game fights where you pick up like a pistol and you're at school and you want to shoot someone you're just everyone's just running right. around like 15 feet apart trying to shoot each other but they can't do it and everyone looks like a tool.
1: <laughs> All right. I everything
0: hate- <laughs> i hate everything about PUBG on xbox one right now except for when i got in a uh, top 10 because everyone was so garbage
3: <laughs> so
1: my my funniest thing i saw on this was somebody used footage from like the old leslie nielsen movies where he's a spy and so like they're like they're (laughs) shooting back and forth at each other and then the camera zooms out and you realize that they're both on the other side of the same trash can yeah trying to shoot each other
0: that was me and that's exactly what it's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that was you oh man so but
0: like you can't even hit people with a shotgun like, people are, like, 10 meters apart.
2: So I should actually, like, just find an Xbox somewhere and play this. Because uh-huh. I'm already, well, because I'm already bad at the game. How much worse could it make me?
0: Oh, don't. That's, that's, like, a st- that's like a star wipe to how bad it
1: will be once you play it. <laughs> that log just jumped up. What yeah, could possibly right? like,
3: go wrong?
1: How much worse can uh, I get at this game if I play it against and- terrible people?
0: <laughs> not only that, there's certain controllers that will just have a natural advantage. I forgot what they're called. They're like XCM or XCM controllers or something.
5: Mouse and uh, keyboard. <clears throat> the pro? No, no,
0: no. no. <laughs> mouse and keyboard. Mouse no, and no. keyboard. <laughs> You're not allowed mouse and keyboard.
2: Clicking.
1: Um, Cookie Clicker. I don't remember. Oh, what I was thinking them. a reference
2: the to E3 2016, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it is. no. Um, (laughs) that video isn't printed I
0: don't want to talk about Uh, can I talk about PUBG on Desert Map it's so good, the end I look forward to the game's 1.0 launch on Wednesday when everything will run smoothly and fine (laughs) yes,
1: Yes, when everything will run
2: smoothly and fine (laughs) hey Uh, Matt, this guy's (laughs) obviously never been through the launch of a new World of Warcraft expansion (laughs) he thinks it's going to be
1: smooth Smooth as eggs, as they say. Smooth as eggs. Uh, Manta, uh, or as we call you, Varkowski, can you uh, let the people know what you've been playing recently?
5: Yeah, I've made a couple of mistakes recently. Um, One of the games (laughs) I've been playing was uh, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which is a very good way to suddenly lose an hour and a half of your life without really realizing it. Oh. Um I've done some fun things. I've made a, a lost comic in my camp. I have currently made a maze where on one end there's a pizza box and strewn about there are uh porta potties. That's been good. Mm-hmm. And the, my most recent addition has been a uh a back alley surgery unit that I've installed in my camper. So that's so been do good. you
1: like are your is your character a surgeon?
5: No, my character no! wears star sunglasses and a dress.
2: Okay, no, I mean, look, it's, it's, listen, okay. <laughs> Martin, this is a game where everything is cute and friendly, and the natural, normal human thing to do, what I have done, is to make a nice little camp with some couches and some plants and a pizza box in a very accessible place where everyone can get to it, and you invite squirrels and rabbits and cats and such to come to your camp and enjoy the couches and the pizza box. But no, Monta makes, like, horror movies.
5: I don't really see so, a difference between what you do and what I do. Yeah, yeah, See, what
1: I hear is that when you invite people over, the animals come in and you're like, yes, come in, sit down. And when Monte brings them in, he says, do you want to play a game?
5: Uh, it's like, yes, come in, sit down. You're never leaving. <laughs> and also my fiance, well, we, I recently moved into an apartment with my fiance. That's been very good. Mm -hmm. Um, she's in another room playing World of Warcraft
3: Yeah. uh,
5: brings me to the point that I told her that when we moved in I would play World of Warcraft with her I have been playing World of Warcraft with her I am now level 13 and I have a fox
2: (laughs) okay but here's the real question man are you Alliance or Horde
5: I don't think I've gotten to that point yet
2: oh you have
4: (laughs) you you on the the character selection screen you have are you
2: what race is your character I'm a panda Oh God! Panda, 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 it
5: can Panda. be either.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, did you walk into a really fancy castle town at one point, or did you walk into a lot of spikes and angry orcs?
5: Uh, I don't recall. I don't recall either of those things.
2: Oh my God! Ask your fiance what faction you are. This is really important.
0: I think it's actually being done right now.
2: I think it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right.
2: What did you ever find it out? Are you I didn't mean to drive him off. If he's a lion, he can stay gone.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, while he's away. For the Alliance. While, oh, get
2: out of here, Daniel. You can leave too.
1: While he's away, uh, Valentine, what have you been playing to get? Oh Silent my god.
2: All right. So I feel like I've been reviewing games for Ap Trigger nonstop since like E three, which is almost not an exaggeration. I think I had two weeks off at different points, but it's been just like nonstop. But I finally, finally, last weekend finished Finding Paradise. Um by um Freebird Games. Uh same people who made To the Moon a little indie game that kinda took off a couple years ago several years ago actually. It's an older it's a little bit older. Um, but Finding Paradise was wonderful. It is beautiful and sad, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, it uses mostly the same mechanics as the first game. It's it's not like a difficult game. It's just kinda like walking around oh he's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just kinda like walking around and finding things. But it really relies heavily on its story and that story is very well told. Um without spoiling anything, the best summary of it is that it's the, the themes are almost a reversal of the scenario from To the Moon, in a good way, I guess, is a way to put it. But it's a really good game. But anyway, now that that's out of the way, I've had a whole week where I haven't been reviewing anything, and so I have been trying to finish all the shrines in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it's incredible. I'm so happy. There are so many shrines. There are 124 with the Champions Valid DLC. And I am less than 10 away from having all of them completed.
0: Did they add 4? They
2: did add 4! They actually added more than 4, um, technically, because there are 12 others that you have to do. But the 12 others don't give you spirit orbs, so they I don't think they count on the menu as part of your shrine count. They give you other things that you use in the DLC. But there are four actual shrines.
0: Now that you've tried to do r- ridiculous stuff in Legend of Zelda, will you now try the Jumpless run of Super Mario Odyssey?
2: I will not. <laughs> I will not do that.
0: Have you seen it? Did you see it?
2: No, I forgot to watch the video. I'm sorry, Daniel.
0: <laughs> now I'm looking to see if it's in the rundown.
1: It. I, th- I try to usually... Uh, make it things that have things we can uh, we can say or that we have uh, a lot to talk about. Um, at least the general impression sense. But uh, I did not add that to the list for today. Okay, I feel
0: like <laughs> it's been brought. Okay, I'll bring it up another time. Well, we'll make a we'll make a thing of speed run trick of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll bring it up in the
2: game of the year podcast oh my god <laughs> okay i just gotta say for the record on the podcast that monta is in chat right now and he says that he's horde he made the right decision
0: no he, someone someone made the wrong decision for him he was brainwashed because they're all part of a horde mind
2: oh my god daniel and he was
4: right i messed up pandaren choose at level 15 or whatever yeah they but he's gonna, right he's gonna pick I, right.
2: horde he's gonna pick horde. right so, you know, but whatever. I was
4: incorrect in my anger at not him not knowing at the selection screen.
2: Well no. <laughs> when when you made that comment, we didn't know he was a Pandaren yet. Did
0: okay,
4: we? just accept the apology. God.
2: <laughs> I forgive you! Oh my god.
0: Panda, up, pand up, uh, up.
2: Man, everybody just go eat dinner before we do a podcast. Jeez.
0: Okay, I'll just go back in time and not work a nine-hour shift before starting this podcast. (laughs)
2: Sounds great.
1: Oh, man. So, uh, Matt, since Rebecca has finished her piece, what have you been playing in this time?
4: Uh, What have I not been playing? Uh, I mean, it's been a hot minute since I've been on here, but I got that PS4 at uh, Black Friday. Woo! So I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I finished Near Automata last night. Well, oh, don't like, you, Jeff Keeley, that <laughs> the endings that matter. Um, I really love that game a lot. It's yeah. It's does so many things that I haven't seen done in any other game. Um, there's, I mean. My only complaint is the side quests are so blah, but everything else is fantastic. And that the fact that they didn't include that on the ballot at the game of the for game of the year at the game awards this year was a travesty. Oh um, what else? Uh, hashtag cram.
0: cram. Hashtag cram.
4: Uh, Divinity Original Sin which is also fantastic and I cannot wait to stream that with Daniel hashtag content
0: hashtag Uh, DOS2 we're inventing (laughs) a new DOS dude it's so good hashtag new DOS okay do you know understand (laughs) okay I just said do you know understand (laughs) 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 do you know what the DM mode is about uh, kind of. Why?
4: Because like not
0: understand. Well, okay, <laughs> I'm I'm talking about like, is it an entire scenario builder? Do you like, can you just be like invent items and shit? Like, can you fully D and D in DM mode?
4: Um, I think you can't like invent items. I don't think, I think you have to use preset stuff if that's what you mean. Mm -hmm. Do you mean like, can I say like, oh, here's this barrel and like, you can like, or like here's this wand and it has these crazy
0: stats or does this or whatever. Is that what you mean? Or kind of like, how do, does, are you building a new world or are you just, here's something that happens like can you do you create the dialogue with the characters do you create new characters or like rename their characters and say they have dialogue options like or is it just like a free roam
4: um i think the idea is it includes a bunch of pre-made like, levels that you, like, a DM can use to string together into a campaign, but it's not, and, I mean, you can make your own levels too, I believe, and I I think you can do, like, pretty much everything, but I'm not sure about the dialogue stuff.
0: Like, is it modules?
4: It's, like, a full-on, like, I think their idea was just, like, a full-on modding package. Oh, Okay. Like, in the, a lot of the stuff in the scene Workshop is, like, specifically for that. Like, and I think people even brought in their own art assets. It's pretty open-ended. I'm just not sure about dialogue, and I'm not sure how you can force certain things to happen exactly. That's the one thing. I mean, I haven't had any chance to play with that, so I can't answer that okay. specifically. Okay. I look forward seems to... It super open-ended, and like, it would be interesting to try that, but
0: Yeah, once we go through the game.
4: Yeah, you know all 150
0: uh, hours. 150 sessions. (laughs) Twenty. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I
4: don't. I. I. Yeah. It'll be fun.
0: Yep. I can't wait to look for. I look forward to paying for mods on the Steam work. Oh. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) I can't believe they tried to pull that off
4: not the. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, I forgot you can pay for the literal horse armor. I I mean,
4: that's a whole other conversation. Anyway, we want to get into right now.
2: Yeah,
0: it may come up later (laughs) if you in a certain news story about pack packaging parts of things and charging for certain.
1: (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! So we have uh, a game announcement this week. Um, Pokemon Crystal will be coming to the Nintendo 3DS.
2: The uh, best Pokemon game.
0: I wonder why they released it so many months after Gold and Silver. Mm-hmm. Did
5: they I want people?
0: wonder? Oh, yeah. Could it be possible that it was a Pokemon company decision <laughs> to make more money?
2: Yeah. They probably didn't sell <laughs> enough copies of Pokemon Yellow the first time around.
1: I am going to be so hilariously like I'm just going to I'm just going to live by the end of next year if they announce that there will be two versions of Pokemon on Nintendo Switch released at the same time. I will just cackle maniacally because they have got to stop doing this.
0: I think it'll be forty dollars if they do that still. It won't be full full sixty dollar.
1: They're supposed to be trying to rewrite the whole way they do things here, but uh for the Switch version at least. But I don't know.
0: It's Don't worry. They'll they'll have one fifty dollar version and to bring to play against others, you'll bring an amiibo of a Pokemon. <laughs> well a
3: Pokemon that's series. Series. and and,
0: a and, lot. and and I was gonna say uh, and that amiibo will carry one box only.
4: Is that Amiibo okay, no. also an item you buy in a grocery store?
0: Inside of a bag of lettuce.
2: So that actually does bring up an interesting point, though. Like I lost Star Wars. Joking aside, um, Pokemon's going on the Switch. In the past, on the 3DS, you know, all of the online features, like pretty much the entire post-game, revolves around the game's online features like the fact that you can just connect with people battle with them trade with them do all this other shit you've got to pay 20 dollars a year for nintendo switch online service so that's you know just a whole other thing plus if they decide they want to do a pokemon bank that's going to be a whole nother subscription service for pokemon
1: maybe i don't
0: imagine know. nintendo pay- asking you to pay for I a mind. monthly service yeah. on a console
2: yeah, no, and I'm That'll not. I'm not it. like like twenty dollars a year really isn't bad for like Nintendo Switch Online. I don't have a problem with that. Granted, the service is like non-existent right now, so who the fuck knows? But mm-hmm. it, it's it's mm-hmm. just a it's just a difference from before. Like Pokemon, of all the Nintendo titles, is one of those that relies very heavily on online play, and so it's just going to be for a lot of people, it's going to be a big difference to suddenly have to make that jump. I really do wonder how that's going to affect the demographics of their audience, I'm putting it on the Switch at all. I hope it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I mean... That was Pokemon Crystal.
2: <laughs> yeah. I want to play as Chris. I'm so excited. So so when Pokemon Crystal came out, I was like really young, and it came out, and I had already played Gold and Silver and loved them, and I had the chicken pox, and it was summer, and I was really mad because you don't want to get the chicken chickenpox in summer because you're not staying home from school you're just like stuck in bed in the middle of the summer and my parents bought me pokemon crystal and i beat it in like three days i played non-stop and i loved that game people it was like the best game and i could finally be a girl trainer and it just made me so happy and i don't normally like think about these kinds of things super hard but the fact that i was able to play a girl trainer in my favorite video game was just the biggest darn deal and chris is so cool and hers blue and i am really excited for pokemon crystal even if it's just the pokemon company trying to get me to give them more money
1: and succeeding (laughs) good um so i was going to make a a segue switch but now it's kind of ruined so i'm just going to say sorry there will be plenty of people who can buy the next pokemon game as the nintendo switch has sold 10 million units in the last nine months which is really good for a system that came after a system that play, that sold 10 million units over the course of four years. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, It would be very interesting to see how Switch momentum continues into uh, next year, considering that there will be plenty of wondering about what's coming out next year, given that this year featured a Mario game, a Zelda game, the new Mario Kart update, a new Splatoon, a new IP in arms and Xenoblade. So there's a lot of questions of what will be there besides the Kirby, the Yoshi and that fire emblem game they have coming out sometime. Um, so yeah, I look forward to, to seeing it, but, uh, Nintendo switch 10 million units, nine months. Um, Realistically, the only thing that's outselling it right now is the PlayStation 4, which is sold 10 million in five months from June till now. So,
2: how long till the Switch kicks the We use ass in sales? Are we close to that yet?
1: Uh, uh by the <laughs> end of the first year, probably.
2: Yeah. it's looking that's like, so sad.
1: Look at like 14 million. They can probably push another 14 million or another four million units. Um, Dude, they
2: put Netflix on that and it's over. Yeah, uh, I yeah. was watching Golden Girls on Hulu on my Switch during oh. the morning. I had, ce- I had I had cereal, I had coffee, and we had Golden Girls just sitting there on the table, screen propped up, playing during breakfast, and it was it was just incredible, man.
3: Thank you for being a friend.
1: It's a
2: Child good Travel down the road and back again. <laughs> this is a really
3: Harmony- oh.
1: episode.
2: Your
1: heart is uh, true. <laughs> what
3: is anyway. happening?
2: I'm so happy you know that show.
1: Being true to your heart is also the key to... Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, uh, yes, Yu-Gi-Oh. The heart of the cards? <laughs> I don't...
3: Power oh, of friendship. Was,
1: You've activated my trap card. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Kaiba! You've activated my trap card. Yugi! I, my favorite part of that show was when they would yell, I call upon Blue Eyes White Dragon. Um, <laughs> My favorite was Kaiba always
0: pulling off a you didn't win move. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to jump off this building. <laughs> also, give me a million dollars. Okay, let me buy this company. Also, I'm going to shut down this company. You better give me ten times as much money.
2: Kaibo, what a shit. Day. The good old days of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. Okay, Screw the rules. I have money.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's Kaibo. <laughs> YuGi, you didn't learn anything.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so next up, we got Nino Cooney was delayed to March 2018. So we already knew it was delayed, but now it's officially delayed to March 2018. In a
2: completely surprising move.
1: <laughs> um, it was um... supposed to what, come out this December initially, and now it's you know early 2018 before the end of the fiscal year. So yeah,
0: when you're announcing it in December,
1: yeah, yeah, it's
2: it, it's got moved like two or three times.
1: Yeah, it's it's. You know, I I think just getting the artwork on that kind of game right is uh Oh yeah. Probably pretty difficult. Yeah. I'm
2: excited for it. It looks great.
1: Yeah,
0: you got to play the E three, right?
2: I did. I only got to play like one boss battle, but it was still like it was really fun. I felt I felt it struck a really nice balance. Like I know Eric's playing like Xenoblade Two right now, and he's complaining about how like frustratingly complex the systems are, which is a problem I have with Xenoblade. I think with RPGs like that, with action RPGs especially, there's a tendency for systems to just get like way too overwhelming, and there's just like a trillion of them, and they all have fancy names, and you have to like put points into them and equip all this shit, and it's just like this huge mess. And the one boss battle I played at Nino of Nioh no Two, I felt like it struck a really good balance between having things just complicated enough to make strategy be an important element but also i wasn't like oh my god what do all these numbers and words mean?
0: did that boss battle have the pikmin fight
2: it did (laughs) and i loved them i thought it, it was really easy to understand and they were fun to use and it took up exactly the right amount of my time and attention like, I would use them, and then I would have some time, you know, going around hitting things with a sword, and then I would, like, visual. It was really nice visually, too, because I would be able to see the thing out of the corner of my eye, like, telling me, oh, these guys want me to do something, and I'd go over there and take care of it. It was, it was good. I'm excited.
1: Cool. And uh, another game that surprisingly looks uh, kind of good, considering that it probably doesn't need to exist... Uh, metal gear survive um i now does did anybody else expect this game to even get a trailer before it came out like i thought this was going to be like konami being like well we started this uh we're just going to kind of just throw it out there and and hope somebody buys it but no uh, i
4: forgot about it completely
1: yeah I knew it was.
0: It had to be delayed because I'm like, wasn't it supposed to be? Uh, I, I I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, there's a trailer. Like, uh, it didn't. It got some to- Tokyo Game Show like little trailer, and then now it's got English gameplay. And I covered it for App Trigger. It if you, okay, think of it this way. This is not Konami, the publisher, making Metal Gear so- Survive. It's clearly whatever people who are left chained to their desks inside Konami offices, making their heart, pouring their heart into this game that if you just think of it as, oh, look, Konami outlicensed licensed this, uh, the Fox engine, and so and made a survive game out of it. Like, it, it's pretty much, if you look at it that way, it looks fairly interesting. You got, you can make fences, and you kind of build your own base, but you have to go into Poison Fog to uh, to get better items, but then you have to uh, gather resources quickly, but then you have only melee weapons, but you gotta find better ar- uh, weapons and armor, and it's kind of like the base building aspects of Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, but with a more kind of, like, low survival horror aspects like you know low resources you gotta manage your resources you gotta build up your stuff like it seems like an a long slow burn horde mode and i like that
1: yeah yeah we'll 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 ultimately see what it will be but like matt said i completely forgot this game even existed until this gameplay trailer came out and i was like oh did not realize that was happening.
3: Uh- <laughs> I,
0: I like the uh, what I put in the post. Hold up, <laughs> hold up. This looks good.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? This isn't right. Oh man. So the, the next thing, um, take two. Who is our overlords that produce the NBA 2K18 and Grand Theft Auto series? Is creating Private Division that will host mid, uh, mid-level mid games with higher budgets. Things like um, what they compared it to was Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice. Um, and so they have a couple of different studios, including Obsidian, that will be underneath this label. And while I agree that more of those games should exist, um, this isn't the first time that this has happened. If anyone remembers the Ubi art and like the idea that Ubi was Ubisoft was going to have a ton of different, uh, or be working on a ton of different games from their higher level developers that wanted to get off and underneath the franchise grind, um, I appreciated all three of those games that came out underneath there. Before I never saw another one from them again. So, but
0: Ubi ubi art was a uh, game engine proprietary to ubisoft though
1: yeah but that's what i'm saying like they were supposed to use that as an idea of like hey you know if you guys don't want to work on like the big budget games it looks like michelle Ancel is the only one who is able to turn his desire to make his game into this whatever the heck is going to be uh beyond good and evil um and maybe <laughs> i don't know no one who watched that trailer can tell me what that game's going to be because it's,
0: it's literally like a box of tools right now you just have a bunch of tools and an engine left over from something
1: um and and so for for this thing though like i'm more or less interested to see what actually happens um you know obviously ubisoft did make mario and rabbits this year they have that ship game coming out next year, the the space game, and a whole a bunch of other things that are just like off the beaten path of what they normally do. So I'd be very curious to see what's actually going to come out of this private division um, with, the, uh, with Obsidian working with them um, as well as the couple of other pro- developers that I actually had never heard of. Uh, You 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 you
0: hadn't heard of, um... uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's really...
3: You hadn't heard (laughs) of, um... No,
0: no, no. I was talking about... I was trying to make sure it wasn't the right one. It was the, um... I'm trying to remember the name of the game. It was the Kerbal Space Program developers. Kerbal Space Program,
1: anyone? Nope. Yeah, Squad? No. (laughs) I don't... I don't know that What are you one? talking about? We
2: already <laughs> talked about PUBG, Matt. Move on.
1: No, I
0: thought
4: the developer was actually called Squad. Am I just... I'm looking What? To...
0: They're
3: Squad?
4: Yeah, Kerbal Space Program. It says developer and publisher. Squad. I was not wrong. <laughs> Monkey Squad.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I they don't are know. Squad. <laughs> Get out. Get out. It's it's kind of
0: why. I'm not getting flashed here, am I?
1: (laughs) All of it's kind of why I'm very interested to see how many games actually come out of this. Just because only a couple of them had like working titles and like none of them had like delivery timelines, it doesn't seem. Like it's mostly people who got brought underneath who were already working on stuff. Um, to start something for take two, so
0: well I here. think it's got a a few things working for it that makes me believe in it more than others. First off, the they'll be publishing it uh, very remotely, hands off. Second, they're not they're allowing every developer to own their IP, so they're going to bring in interest from a bunch of developers. Three, they got the people who made fucking Fallout working on a new unannounced rpg of a classic style after playing fallout 4 i just want to think all all i can think are funny serious sassy and no response things because that's the four options i have to speak in fallout 4 (laughs) like i i'd like to be able to roll a one intelligence character and be like go through a game and be like me fight you now big boom
4: yeah, Dan, there is a game that exists. Uh, it's called Divinity, Divinity Original
0: Sin 2. Yeah. Y'all. Yes, but I'm saying from Obsidian. And they, they're they working on Pillars of Eternity, and they also have uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 coming out. But Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarski, like, come on. Tim Kane Working on a new RPG. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. I, what? W well, I I personally, uh, never played the Fallout games. So, like, Obsidian working on another what? RPG, I'm just kind of like, what?
3: What? 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 What?
0: I can understand not the first two.
4: Yeah, that's expected for most people, I think.
0: Because it was, like, 90s, dad CRPG.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I saw what the first two were like. I just... You know, I've I've owned Fallout Three, I've owned Fallout New Vegas, and I've own I actually do own Fallout Four. Um, I've <laughs> never played any of them. Like my nephew <laughs> played Fallout Four, uh, my nephew played Fallout Three, and I don't know if he ever started New Vegas. So I literally have never like actually played more than like the opening credits of Fallout Three and i've never played anything else since then not because i didn't like it but literally i couldn't tell you anything that happened in that and i talked to a friend of mine he was like yeah they did mess up that game because you were supposed to be able to go back out into the world when you finished it but the original game had a bug where you would finish it and then you couldn't do it so you had to make sure you did everything in the game before you did the final mission and i was just like this sounds like a lot man not gonna lie got a lot of things in my play i'm probably not going to finish this game that sounds
0: like the <laughs> first month of fallout 3 and then every subsequent dlc after just completely fixes that problem yeah with I don't, logic
1: i don't know i have no idea but either way i don't want to spend too much time talking about how much i've never played fallout <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I wanted to talk about some games that I feel like could be anticipated games of next year that are not from, like, the big publishers. So, Or not the big publishers, but from, like, the big manufacturers. So, like, obviously everyone has, like, their Xbox games that they want to grab. There's the PlayStation games people want to grab and the Nintendo games people want to grab. But then there's a lot of other stuff out there.
0: That was Uh, a weird order, too.
2: (laughs) That's <laughs> so weird. why was
0: that a- because xbox <laughs> yeah PS4 you know games.
2: Nothing's coming out on the xbox
1: they have no, no, all four thieves. of their see 20 thieves. they have all four of their 2014 exclusives coming out next year um <laughs> oh my god <laughs> ooh the ps3 i've okay I, I
0: kind of back down because I just it would, I would just go far too deep into about how Crackdown 3 should be a battle royale game but continue
1: Um, so the one that I wanted to point out and I don't know if you all have any others but Darksiders 3 came out of the words like a, earlier this year and it was like oh yeah we're working on that and people were like oh my god there's another Darksiders game I saw the trailer and was like I don't know about that then like after the Game Awards, after PSX, after every other major conference, Darksiders Three just appears with gameplay on IGN, um, with, with new like mechanics and everything being shown off, new combos and all that. And and so my semi-anticipated game of 2018 now is Darksiders Three. It's so it's like I have like anticipated games, so like I'm very excited to play Spider Man. And then there's, like, semi-anticipated games so I'm like, maybe Sider 3 will be good. Maybe that game Extinction. You guys remember that trailer with, like, the trolls and he's, like, flying through the air and, like, slicing the head off and all that stuff? And you guys remember that? Nope. See? No. no. Exactly. I've you been never, lost me to Troll,
4: and I had troll? just <laughs> to flashbacks to Troll and I, and I'm done. I can't.
3: <laughs> no more Troll games.
2: No, uh, Matt. Matt can back me up here. I know what game we're excited about in 2018. Freaking laser league, man!
3: Oh
1: yeah, for sure.
2: Freaking okay. laser league. So uh,
1: is that is that a VR game or? Um,
2: no, no, it's PC first, <laughs> one of the consoles later. Uh, I do like
0: have, how sorry I do like how it, it does sound like a VR game.
2: It's not a <laughs> VR game. No, it's a. Uh, I guess it's like a sports game. I guess that's what you'd call it. Um, but it's uh, you and your teammates are one color of people and the other team is like the other team or whatever and you're on this open grid and there's these little nodes that appear and when you run through them, the nodes will like turn into lasers that are your team's color and you could run through your team's lasers but you can't get hit by the other team's lasers or you die and your goal is to knock out the other team. It's really, it's weirdly hard to explain but it's very, very simple once you actually pick it up and play it. Matt, can you explain that better? I can't.
4: <laughs> um, not really. I mean, it's like two teams of either two or three players and you are basically trying to outlast each other and there's moving lasers and power-ups and a uh, uh, timed cooldown abilities.
2: Yeah. But it's really the, the thing I like about it is it's really easy to play. You have you have two buttons. You have move and yeah. you have your ability and that's that's literally it.
1: Huh. Well,
4: you should watch Rebecca's gameplay video you on YouTube. It's will give you a good idea. And she actually is smiling the entire time. Am I? <laughs> yeah. I, I um, skipped through it. I didn't watch it because I experienced that firsthand. But the entire time I was skipping through, you were just like, had the biggest grin on your face. <laughs> and I only watched it because you mentioned that in your write-up. You're like, clearly I love this game because I can't stop smiling.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like playing video games. <laughs> I'm excited for that. And then I maybe this is like a little too. It's not really AAA, but maybe it's a little too big big name to qualify for what Martin was asking for. But I'm really hoping we get a 2018 release date on Ori and the Willow the Wisps.
0: Oh, yeah, true. that. Microsoft Studios published game?
2: Yeah, I, yeah. No, that no,
0: was just the harken back on the indie.
2: I know it's Moon Studios, but it's Microsoft. And, yeah. I know, yeah. I know, it's not know. an indie game.
0: I know, I was joking about. I know
3: the
0: pushback. Yeah,
2: dear audience, Daniel was full of salt a couple of years ago because people kept saying that Ori and The Blind Forest* was an indie game. That's true. <laughs>
0: it's not, it's <laughs> but not. we've already gone through that anyway. Uh... <laughs> War Groove.
4: Yeah, that was Wargroove. mine. The advanced wars game that we never, we never saw. Hmm.
0: That's it. Focus home games don't count because Vampire, Vampire, and Call of Cthulhu would both be something I look forward to because they were also 2017 quarterly release dates with no release month, and then suddenly
1: 2018. <laughs> okay. All right. All of that sounds good. I am. Uh... I have like a few others that I just kind of sitting out there, but I don't really like, it's one of those things where they all just sit on the tip of your tongue where you're like, man, I really, I forgot what that game was, but it's going to be pretty cool. That's kind of what I have going on for a lot of other games. Uh, I
2: was but, reminded the other day that Anthem is a thing. Oh, I've forgotten yeah. all about Anthem and I don't, I don't remember what I saw for it, but I was just reminded that it existed.
0: I remember everyone being like, oh my god, look, it's Anthem.
2: Like, and then nothing.
0: Online, online seeing the reaction because I was there and I was like, oh, okay. Some future, some not destiny is on my screen.
2: Yeah, it didn't look that exciting. Also, the trailer was really weird, remember, because like... At first it sounded like the characters were talking to each other but then it turned out to be actually players. Oh yeah, it.
0: they they pulled off the uh the um what did Jim Sterling call it? but it's pretty much the per- the fake chatter.
2: Yeah, it was oh, really yeah, that was it, awful. It, it it was really stilted. It was just odd.
0: Uh let me get some loot XD. Yeah. <laughs>
2: basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anthem. Ooh, Anthem. I anthem but
0: i remember looking online and everyone's like oh yeah anthem was my like best game of the the show i'm like what and the Wait. show being the week of e3 i'm like are you fucked <laughs> nice, <son. laughs>
3: like i feel like
0: that's a very personal attack but
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty personal there Daniel. Uh, wow. I, I, I still Just can't understand it i don't get it either,
4: don't are get you either. fucked
2: Are you you fucked?
1: fucked. Like in
2: a year
0: where they had Frog Fractions 2 on the (laughs) showroom floor. No.
4: Uh, What what are we
2: thinking on Anthem? Are we thinking a 2019 release date? Are we going to see a D3 this year?
0: Uh, I think it will be fall 2018.
2: I'm just, my my natural inclination now is just to assume everything's going to release a year later than it actually
0: Oh, wait, is. 2018's a year from now. Uh, 2018 March... is
2: like two weeks from now, sir.
0: No, no, I mean like like fall 2018 is like eight, 10 months from now. Yeah. Because it's still technically fall, even though there's five centimeters of snow outside in Toronto.
2: Ooh, that's <laughs> on my way.
1: They, um, so my thought on when it will release is mostly that the trailer that they showed showed a little bit of gameplay. and uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, just like The <laughs> Division did when they launched. Right. Like, it was a little bit of walkthrough gameplay. So Anthem can certainly release next year because they have, like, the general gist of everything that they're going to do. They have the character models. They have the environments, all that. Will it That's be good if it releases next year? I have no idea. Destiny released the year that it was a uh, year after it was announced. It could have used some more time too, but uh <laughs> well, I think Maddie jokes on you. They have your more. money, <laughs> Becker. Did you say you had a couple more anticipated huh? games?
4: Yeah, um, I got one. I can't believe Rebecca forgot Ubuts.
2: and Monaco's Night Market. Both of those.
4: And, um... Isn't the last episode of Walking Dead supposed to come out?
0: Oh, A yeah. finale of Clementine's story? This last season?
2: The last season. Well, I,
0: yeah. it depends on but, if you qualify Telltale as not big anymore. Yeah, I guess
4: that's kind of questionable. I mean, it's,
0: it's 25% smaller, but...
3: Oh... Um. I don't...
0: <laughs> f- Are you fucked?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they said pretty much John Rigatoni of uh the board John Rigatelli, but uh what? he said the the guy who used to be the EA head and is now the Unity head and he's on the board of directors of Telltale, he said, We're looking into rep- uh new technologies to Streamline development of our games. We're
1: getting Unity in our games. Uh, makes sense. It
0: should he's be synergizing. Bad. Money flows.
1: Got to. Got to. Got to. Got to hustle. Bop, bop. Um. So what? <laughs> you know, it's a Prince song. It's it's yeah. At one point, he has an ad lib where he's like, "Got to. Got to. Got to." Pop, pop. It's it's a part of the song. That's like that's like part of the strings that are playing. Anyway, um. So. <laughs> <laughs> the last <sighs> thing we have um, <laughs> actually before we move into the last thing we have i'm just going to do a side note here to just say uh so destiny 2 guys um just to let you know it's not a good game uh, <laughs> just, just throwing it out the, there Whatever. let you all in oh, on a secret man. but when you play destiny 2 you play destiny and by extension you play All of the best things about Destiny. And then at the end of it, as Daniel said, you end up playing yourself. Because all they're doing is they are playing the exact same game. People got mad that they gated off content in Destiny 2 when the new expansion released. You know what they didn't count on? Having PC players gets people who actually care about things when you try to shaft them with stuff. Because they did the exact same thing on console and folks just bought it. Now it's like, okay, so you revamped the entire engine, you created brand new modes, you did all these different things, and then you cut off all the stuff that was new and good and made us stick back to the old game, which everybody hates. So (laughs) it's Destiny 2 is bad. They need to get their stuff together. And I honestly was excited for this game at one point. And then all of the stuff that they've done since like the moment they announced your character has to be brand new because we have a new character creator and then you turn the game on and the character character creator is the exact same character creator. There's nothing different. (laughs) There aren't new tattoos. There aren't new colors. There's nothing different about your character as it existed in one game, then shifted to the other. There was no reason why they had to create a brand new game experience anymore. It's stupid. It's dumb. I hate that game. (laughs) um and if destiny 2 is on your
4: game of the year list are you fucked
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you hear that that's the sound of your cares being overplayed by the sound of money
1: i know man you literally throw money at the screen (laughs) literally so destiny 2 is also the second highest grossing game of the year so yeah man i whatever uh, and that doesn't even include BattleNet sales. So who knows how much it sold on PC, oh. in addition to all of what it sold on console. So it's second biggest game of the year outside of Call of Duty. Who became the biggest game of the year in one week? That is so upsetting. I would be mad as <laughs> ever if I was like a developer who worked on a game for like. A years and then call of duty comes out on its same three-year schedule from a studio and it just banks money every time doesn't matter how good it is nothing it just banks money every time oh man
0: but it's good this time
1: daniel
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's good this time
4: you can watch people open loot boxes on yeah.
0: normandy beach <laughs> Look, uh, it Are, it you, are you
1: about me? to defend? <laughs> are you about to defend it opening a loot box on Normandy? I really just crazy
0: ain't it. the half of it. Oh wait, that's the line you get only if you watch the Josh DeMaul led story.
1: Josh DeMaul? Is that how you pronounce that guy's name? No, no. it's Do Hamel. Is it really? No. Okay, so <laughs> wait, which one is it, Daniel? Because <laughs> I've been doing Do Hamel this whole time. No, come on. Or Duhamel. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I just don't think of it.
4: Josh Demel. Demel. Is he Canadian? No. Oh.
1: I, we were just trying to figure it out. I was just trying to see if we were going I thought like
4: this it. was this elaborate tie-in to the Canadian fact of the day. That he is from North
0: yet. Dakota, which is almost Canada. <laughs> okay. Close enough. You, you hear someone from North Dakota, you, and you, they're with their... Newfoundland wife <laughs> you'd yeah, be like I yeah. don't know.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, either, yeah. Uh, any of the any of the northern borders of Canada. They all they all have the accents there too. Even the eggs. What's
0: a Maine accent?
1: Uh, I don't know. I've never been to Maine. I'm from Wisconsin though. So they don't, don't really know. have anything.
4: Uh, it's nothing like too noticeable. They have water.
3: Sir, That's what I've learned. Sir, they got nice so lakes. Like,
1: Bastin. Bastin. Oh man.
0: Bastin.
3: So, Lobster.
1: The the last thing we have today is
0: more accents.
1: All
2: of wait, the accents. Wait. Wait, I'm all still the... not quite sure how Martin feels about Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um let's see. Uh Better no, than
0: uh... <laughs> Call of Duty: World War 2 is better.
1: Well, I feel about Destiny too, about the same way that I feel about the decision made by the FCC. <laughs> oh! Um, oh, there's oh stick with. Here we hey, go. Hey, you got to get it in there somewhere. So, net neutrality, a concept that exists whereby internet traffic will flow freely between all devices without any stopgaps. Uh, it is one that has been protected by the FCC and had an even more uh, uh uh what safety protections put in place for net neutrality under the Obama administration that was passed through the FCC as well so as with all things that have happened that were good previously They're now attempted to be undone. So net neutrality is currently on a new path to be fought in the courts um, because of an FCC decision in, was it this week or last week? Last Last Thursday. Last Thursday. So last Thursday, they made the decision that they do not want to enforce rules surrounding net neutrality as it relates to ISPs and now we are at a new crossroads where this has got to go to court and all these things like that. So, Matty B, if you would like to explain a bit more because I gave the brisk overview, but you can probably give a little bit more in-depth of what happens now that the FCC has voted not to enforce its uh, any laws regarding neutrality.
4: Yeah, I mean, you hit the major points. Um, so now that the vote is through, Uh, two things will basically happen. Uh, well, the first is so no matter what people tell you, including the FCC, the law or the ruling that they passed is not in effect right now. So I think even the, um, the FCC themselves were like, Hey, look, we voted on it and nothing happened. See, we told you it's because it's not even in effect yet, which is. It's mind-boggling that they thought like, I don't know what the fuck their problem is. So, it is not in effect yet. It has to go through the federal register and it gets, that takes like several months and then once it's in there then it becomes into effect. But realistically, what's going to happen before that is there is going to be numerous lawsuits by tech companies, um, consumer advocacy groups and pro-net neutrality groups and um, other uh i think states even states themselves i think new york is planning to fight it in court but basically say this is like illegal or like fighting it like you're it, fighting against the ruling and congress himself can even overturn the ruling which realistically is a not an easy path to take because congress is like i think it's 65% Republican or something like that and people despite this being a very much a non-partisan issue people will vote based on their party so that's mm-hmm. it's basically going to be an uphill battle but the fight's technically not over but it's going to be rough and it's going to take a lot to get that overturned
1: yeah i think i think that's mostly you know what is the most difficult part about it. Like other times when these things kind of come up, at least having the FCC on the side of, or at least stated to be on the side of net neutrality, you know, helps you in all kinds of cases where you come against ISPs for throttling and things of that nature. I mean, the most Pointing example of all of this is, you know, Netflix being throttled by Comcast and having to get a Comcast direct input in order to be able to get the streaming speeds that they want to be able to do 4K, as opposed to being able to go through, like, you know, other sub-vendors of, like, web traffic. Um, A.K. the check cleared. Yeah. Like, so they they pay them, and now all of a sudden, you know, your Netflix doesn't feel throttled anymore. But, you know, I think that realistically, like all of these other companies are going to continue to come at the idea of this. Um, and we just got to hope that Google's not evil. Like all of everything hinges on Google not being evil and working with Facebook and everyone else and not being like, hey guys, we're an ISP too, but we don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I kidding. think a lot of
4: them, a lot of them have said, in the past that they were for net neutrality recently i haven't heard much from some of them which is a little disheartening and i don't know why and i hope they step their shit up like because i remember google very openly was saying we are for net neutrality um we are for the open internet things like that but then come around vote time i didn't hear anything they could have Easily thrown something up on their front page, you know the most visited website ever, every single day, and they just didn't. So that was kind of weird. Yeah, um, I, I so there's I... some. Yeah, I, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say I thought it was weird. Like leading up to the decision, you saw a lot from like Netflix and all these other places and stuff like that. But like afterwards, I mean, it's been silent basically. Like I don't, I don't see the same gusto from them to, like, fight this as there was before it. Um And it and it's really weird to me that there's not a lot of, like, especially for uh, uh, someone like Netflix or, or anyone who traffics in data and passing it along, like, I'm surprised Amazon isn't like, hey, nah, this isn't cool, or, like, any of them. But it's well, most – go ahead.
4: So – one thing I was thinking about the other day when I was getting in Facebook arguments about this, <laughs> um, which I regret doing um, is that though like those companies like your Netflix and your Amazon and your Google and Facebook, like they have enough money that it's not a problem realistically. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Like they'll like, they can pay, the ISPs to get their fast lane traffic and to get their content, like not blocked, etc. Like they have enough money to do that. And like, sure. It kind of sucks that they have to do that, but in the long run for them, they're not going anywhere. And that's one of the things that the FCC or the people who are against net neutrality. Try and spit back at us is, Hey, like your internet's not going to change, man. Like it- it'll be fine. Like, yeah, sure. Netflix will still exist. And it, I guess like for them, it, it's just a matter of, Oh, they have to fork up some more cash, but what net, by getting rid of net neutrality, it's, it's not what we're losing currently. It's what we're going to lose in the future. Like the next Netflix or the next Twitch or the next YouTube or whatever the hell innovation comes up because those people won't be able to break into those markets because the larger companies are the ones that can actually afford to get their content seen in, in these fast lanes that will most definitely exist at some point. So that's really frustrating for me is w- seeing people say like, well, we didn't have net neutrality before. So like the internet will be fine if we like just get rid of it again. But like, that's just like, they're like "Oh, net neutrality stifles innovation. It does the exact opposite. It's so black and white and I don't understand how people don't like how people aren't seeing that.
1: Yeah, it's it, I did read an article once where they were like, you know, we don't really want the government getting even further involved in this. Like, look at the telecom industry. Look at what happened to it. And it's like, oh, you mean the industry that got so big that it kept having to get regulated to get smaller every single time? That's what ends up happening. Like, when there's no regulation in it. That's why, you know, AT&T is in, like, households across the entire country because it was just AT&T at one point, and we broke things down. And there's just, like, in my area right now. So this is the biggest thing with, like, all this stuff, too. Like, obviously, for people who are in large cities, like, there's a lot of competition. But even then, even in a city, like, I'm 15 minutes outside of Atlanta. There are two options, two options for what you're going to do for internet or cable and depending on what neighborhood you live in those are going to be your options like they're like cable companies are already or isps are already ridiculous in that they pay like apartment complexes to be like the sole vendor in neighborhoods and so that's already one way they already like overstep boundaries like i don't even know how that's legal you shouldn't be able to do that
4: Um, Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest, also another thing that frustrates me about people who argue against, or who agree with the FCC's decision, is they're like, oh, well, like, the government shouldn't regulate ISPs because it it should be dictated by the free market, (laughs) But, but so many people don't have an option, so there is no free market already, like, this isn't just about like the title to classification of internet service providers, like that vote isn't going to magically fix that Verizon and Comcast and Time Warner, whatever, own these giant monopolies and control, uh, like control all the internet for an enormous part of the country. Like that's not going to, this isn't going to fix that. That's like a, basically a whole other problem with infrastructure that needs to be fixed outside of net neutrality. And like, I don't understand why like people think, oh, well then just switch ISPs. You can't like, wh- you where cannot. do these people live? Where do these people live that they have these like catalog of ISP options? Cause can I move yeah. there? I don't think that exists. All so, right, like, I,
2: there's a bunch – so, like, Wichita has, like, some decent options, like, here in town because we're, you know, a decent-sized city. But pretty much outside of Wichita, there's basically, like, one, maybe two companies yeah. that you can go to for internet. Like, it's it's ridiculous.
1: Well, just think about this. Like, not too long ago, AT&T was buying Time Warner. Like, that – like, until it came up as an antitrust thing because, obviously – um, <laughs> they were about to buy Time Warner, which, I mean, everyone was talking about how it would affect, like, you know, all of, like, Time and all these other different industries. But, like, Time Warner Cable is one of the biggest cable providers in, like, my hometown. And there's two options, AT&T or Time Warner. If AT&T buys Time Warner, there's one option. There's not multiple options. Like, Google trying to get into major cities makes sense, but Google's not trying to lay down infrastructure in all of these different places in these rural counties. They're not, and it's not on them to, that they have to actually do so. But at some point, we have to dictate whether or not the future is actually going to be on the Internet or if we're just going to leave all of these other places behind. And that's ultimately what I think is what people are voting for is the ability to just say, "Look, we don't really care about these people, and we're we're more than willing to leave them behind for the sparse benefits that they may think that they could possibly see, which is basically if you're an investor in those companies, which does like how do you defend that? I don't know, but at the same time, I mean. A lot of stuff going on in the world today and people defend all kinds of things that I don't understand. <laughs> so it's this it's like you would think that there would be something that everyone could be on the same side of. And even now like people who use YouTube all day every day are defending the idea of net neutrality and it doesn't make any sense to me.
4: It's it's something like there was some poll and I think it was above eighty eighty three percent of voters support keeping net neutrality rules, so I this whatever that other seventeen percent I don't know what they're smoking or like get fucked. Um, but <laughs> it, I think a lot of it is a misunderstanding amongst the general American population and also just the lawmakers themselves of what the internet even is and how it works and what are isps like i guarantee a, a, a ridiculous amount of people didn't even know what this what net neutrality or what the vote even was until like they maybe saw it on like fox news or whatever in the morning on their tv or like it was like a small headline in the paper like i guarantee a huge amount of people didn't even know this was happening
2: i mean there but, are a huge number of people who still don't know what's happening like no, a lot sure. of And a lot of like, especially I don't want to get like ageist or anything, but a lot of older people who didn't grow up with the internet the way we did and who don't use it as often or who aren't as accustomed to navigating it. Like my parents, my parents are in their sixties and they barely know this is happening and they like, don't know what to do with it. Like I try to explain it to them and they just like, they're just like completely lost because it's just not part of what they normally think about. Like they just, you know, use the internet, for their email and whatever else and they like don't care
1: yeah
4: i mean yeah, that kind of i wasn't gonna exactly say that but it kind of also ties into lawmakers not understanding it Yeah. because what's yeah. the average age of someone in congress it's the like,
1: oldest congress in history according yeah to, like uh i can't remember what website it was but they did the math it's the oldest congress in history
2: Right. And that's not to like blanketly just say, well, old people don't understand the internet, because that's like a shitty generalization. But there's not- older people of don't tubes. understand the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like people are a technolo- larger
2: percentage. <laughs>
1: right. Like all, not all people who work in technology fields understand technology. Like there are yeah. subsects even within that. Like I work in healthcare when there's traffic issues on the internet and we have to explain it to people. We have to figure out how to best explain it to all of our clients because most of the people don't actually know anything about what we're saying. So when we say, well, level three was seeing a DNS attack, and every, or what? I don't think I said the right thing.
2: Um, either you way.
1: <laughs> I said DNS, didn't I? D- DDoS attack. God. So he didn't see that. And we're like, all of our traffic is affected because all of the traffic going through that channel is affected. So that's affecting all of these people, not just us. Like, most of them are just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we, we let us know when you think that it'll be fixed. <laughs> and we're like, all right, well, we're just sitting here here with you because we don't have any control over this. Uh, but people I
2: like regularly have to explain at work why we can't just magically go on the internet and create a website that does like anything that they want to do. Yeah. Like in, like in a day, like they don't understand why that can't be done in a day. And I'm like, okay, come on now.
0: <laughs> Look, we can just take this person's music and just put it in our company, YouTube video, uh, our company video, put it on YouTube and sell it to clients. There's no problem there. None
3: at all. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what is it's, copyright people not understanding what ISPs are is really the issue. Cause like, they just think like, oh, I pay Comcast and they give me internet, but like without net neutrality, it's not even that it's, they are now can become the gatekeepers of what content you receive. Like people worry about, oh the government is controlling what I can can and can't see on the internet or like they can see everything that I'm doing. Well, you're now giving ISPs the ability to do exactly that. They can say, Oh, I don't want you to go to Netflix because I want you to use Xfinity stream HD or whatever the hell garbage they put out Mm -hmm. instead. Oh, and we can also see everything you search now and like we can actually log it because. Before you can't, like, they're not supposed to do that, and like, and I don't know what they do, but like, now they know everything you do and they can control everything you do and charge you whatever the fuck they want and slow down your shit and whatever. And I just don't, people don't understand that at all. And like, it's the most, I think, if you can just, I bet a huge number of people, if you just tell them, hey, this thing got passed now, so you're gonna have to pay Comcast an extra like sixty bucks a month. I think that alone, while I think the price in the long run is like the least of my concerns, I think that alone can get people to wake the fuck up.
0: Think of it this way: just look at the uh, telecommunications company Telco ADSL. You just get email, World Wide Web, 500 megabytes of trans, free transfers for thir- twenty nine ninety five then you get the uh for 5 extra dollars you get the pathfinder option which allows you to access google yahoo search wordpress <laughs> flickr <laughs> blogger wow. bing youtube ask jee and the wikipedia oh Wait, this isn't um, hey, you get, you know, international for 5 extra dollars, you know, web.de, India Times, BBC, maybe $5 for a news section like Digs, CNN, why is Dig in there? CNN, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Los Angeles Times, maybe $5 uh, more for the playground option which allows you to access Steam, Real Arcade. What the fuck is Real Arcade? Anyway, uh Full Tilt Poker, EA World of Warcraft, maybe you get the $10 hollywood option youtube you know juice hulu tv.com espn netflix maybe uh you get some uh, free options if you're in um if you uh, get this deal but uh you know it's going to be $5 a month after 3 months you know you get twitter facebook aol uh MySpace, yahoo oh my $10 God, the point is that this isn't <laughs> this isn't a hypothetical. This is what's happening in Portugal right fucking now. That was quoted. These are the things that are being uh, offered to people as incentives for more than uh for more than your thirty dollar option. Five dollars to access fucking Amazon a month.
1: <laughs> you know, the other part about that is is that you know if you don't spend enough time talking to other people outside the united states you don't realize how ridiculous it is the some of the things that we can do number 1 we are currently running a podcast through an audio service that is free that i pay nothing to access <laughs> and i can talk to you all at any point in time there are people who don't even understand they're like what do you mean you're streaming like you're streaming a movie on your phone You're streaming a movie on your laptop? Why would you do that? Because that is ridiculous. But we've really made it to the point where the internet is so ubiquitous to regular everyday life here that for people not to have it, we consider it as a huge affront. And that's why we hate flying. Because you get on a plane and they're like, well, now you can text for free. But you really got to pay that $15 to have an entire flight of internet in order to be able to watch (laughs) it.
4: Like and that is why the internet should be classified under title 2.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any and sense. It's not anymore. I th- What year is it? <laughs> I think
0: Jean-Pierre Blaise said it best. Uh, A free and open internet gives everyone a fair chance to innovate and for a vast array of content to be discovered by consumers. A free and open internet also allows citizens to be informed and engaged on issues of public concern without undue or inappropriate interference by those who operate those networks. Rather than offering its subscribers selected content at different data uh, usage prices, internet service providers should be offering more data at lower prices. That way, subscribers can choose for themselves what content they want to consume. That was from Jean-Pierre Blaise, the chairman and CEO of the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission. Canadian fact of the day.
1: oh my gosh have I you had
2: your me. finger on that button the entire <laughs> show waiting for him to do that
4: he knew i was teeing it up <laughs> i knew oh it was coming God, God
2: there
4: you go michael owens you're welcome
2: <laughs> so this is all like sucky but realistically on this podcast i'm sure we are preaching to the choir So what's the bottom line? Call your reps. Is that where we're at right now?
4: Yeah. um, Call your reps. Write your reps. uh, Midterm elections are next year. So do a nice little reminder uh, that that's happening and that
1: you're an active voter. Don't write in Nick Saban because you don't think the (laughs) other side is a good idea. Stop doing this. To be
0: fair, Nick Saban saved the Democrats.
1: Don't. Stop this. Just <laughs> vote for the other side. It's not that hard. Your principles. Sorry. Like just no. <laughs> just no. Just no. So Nick, if
0: you go are go all to... 441 are all 441 up for election in 2018?
3: No.
1: No, no. not everything's up. Um, um but anyway, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, don't vote all, Nick Sanders, You're
4: good. That was that was a fair uh a fair comment. <laughs> Um, go to, if you go to battleforthenet.com, they have a very quick thing for, that will immediately write to your Congress rep and a button that you can literally press and it will just call them and they give you a script and you can just read the script and it takes 10 minutes. Um, but just contact them. Tell them you are voting. If, if they are up for re-election next year, make sure that they know that you know that and what your thoughts are. And also focus on the people that are in your... Um, that represent you in your... it's a precinct or whatever the word is. Because um, if you are not someone that elects them, they might... more than likely, they won't really care that much. So if you focus on the people that you literally can elect then they you they have there's more of a chance that they'll listen to you um so just call them it's not hard fax them whatever i don't it's 2017 fuck it fax them um just (laughs) just tell them
1: they got email faxes now and and the other thing i would say to note is like make sure that you're telling them like what are your options in your area currently what do they even offer you I found out when I went back home that a t and t offers a very similar plan that I have here to my uh to my brother It's a completely different price. The package has a completely different output and it costs more just because they don't live in the same area with the same number of people and like I said, there's two options a t and t and time Warner you only have two there's no there's no spectrum there's no comcast. And even then, I'm pretty sure Spectrum is owned by somebody now. If, are they? I don't even remember who they're owned by. They bought somebody. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of things you can do and you can say and do it. As as the late great Shia LaBeouf says, just do it. <sighs> anyway, Wait, why did
4: you say late great?
1: Oh, but no one's going to hear from Shia for a while. Uh, <laughs> Oh, um, he will not kidding. divide us. So <laughs> let's let's leave out on that note. Daniel George, <laughs> tell the people where they can find you.
0: You can find me in my internet haven, in of Canada. Oh, uh, you Here can. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, you can also find me on it, uh, Twitter. It's Daniel George. I'm always online. Not just in Twitter. I'm just always online.
1: Oh, okay. It means
0: it's easier to be mad.
1: Mad online.
0: Yeah. Uh, um I, you can find me uh writing about video games on at We are writing the well, I am. I will be writing the game of the year list. I'm and... doing
2: important things too.
0: What? did I say you weren't? <laughs>
2: just like i'm writing the game of the year
0: list i was stalling for time because i was going to tee up that it will be on friday by the next time you listen to the podcast we will have posted the app trigger game of the year list which does not include games that were released in december so that it's not rushed and or discounted amongst readers and voters <laughs> like pubg uh anyways Stay tuned for the
2: 2018 Game of the Year discussion.
0: More importantly, because Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is infinity hours long, and there aren't enough hours in the month of December to beat it. No. No. Uh, So I will tease what our number 20 on the list will be.
2: Oh my god.
0: What remains of Edith Finch
2: wow if that's Ooh. 20
0: what's about, what's ahead of that that's a really good game good thing you asked let's find out on friday
1: <laughs> oh man and by friday he means 12 22 december 22nd you can see that on apptrigger.com rebecca valentine tell the people where they can find you
2: Ugh. twitter.com at duck valentine of course writing things we've got a mobile game of the year list have you not been playing mobile games why have you not been playing mobile games you just totally should i'm gonna write up 10 that i really liked this year with some help from some other app trigger staff members
1: all right and uh matt becker where can the people find you
4: uh, apptrigger.com I will have 10 best exclusive PC games of 2017 coming up uh, and then on all the social medias at Hulk Croton.
1: All right, and you can find me mad online everywhere. I'm just kidding. Um, You can find, you can find me at G-O-T-M-A-B-2-1, and you can find the show at Screen Pod on Twitter. You can find Screen Podcast on Facebook. And I'm not going to lie, I need to be better about Facebook. Twitter's easy because I have it on my phone, but I don't do Facebook most of the time, so not going to lie. Things could be better there, but you can find us there as well. Um, and then you can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud or all your favorite RSS feeds. So, before we get out of here today, I'm here to say it's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. Have a good night, everybody. Night,
3: night.